0: brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. On this Holy Saturday, I have for you an allocation from Pope St. Pius X that was delivered in the waning days of Advent in the year 1907. But Remember, Advent was always thought of as a mini Lent in those days. It actually was a period of fasting and prayer and penance before the celebration of Easter began. And so this is actually appropriate, as you'll see, and it also addresses modernism and everything going on in the church because, as I told you yesterday, it appears the church is in her passion. Anyway, Allocation of Holy Father Pius X, pronounced in the consistory of the 16th of December 1907. Venerable Brothers, About to leave the church, purchased with his blood, and to return from this world to the Father, Christ our Lord, several times and without ambiguity, pronounced that we would always be at the mercy of the persecution of enemies, and never on this earth would we be free from tribulations. That is, the fate of the bridegroom was to be reserved also for the bride, so that, as one was told, you will reign in the midst of your enemies, so that from the other, through enemies and struggles, dominated from one end of the earth to the other, until, once set foot in the homeland of promise, it enjoyed the happy acquisition of unfailing tranquility. And today we see this oracle of the Divine Redeemer come true as ever before, where a host, lined up and with open battles, where with devious limbs and covered pitfalls, everywhere we see the Church taken by assault. How much rights it has, It is fought and misunderstood, its laws are made a sign to the contempt even of those who should protect its authority. And in the meantime, with a colluvium of impious and shameless press, the shame is thrown on the sanctity of faith and on the purity of custom, with the utmost ruin of souls, nor less damage and disruption of the civil consortium. What you, as often other times, so not long ago in these very lands of ours have seen with your own eyes, But to all this is now added another undoubtedly very serious evil, a spirit that spread widely, eager for novelty and intolerant of every discipline and command, that targeting the doctrines of the Church, and even the truth revealed by God, it is argued to shake our most holy religion from its foundations. By such a spirit, those who with blind and impetus embrace the boldest aspirations of what they vulgarly extol, as science and criticism and progress and civilization are agitated by such a spirit, and it would please God that there would be fewer in number. Once every authority, both of the Roman pontiff and of the bishops, is derided, they put in vogue a methodical doubt full of impiety about the very foundations of the faith, and especially if they belong to the clergy, despising the study of Catholic theology. They draw their philosophy, sociology, and literature from corrupted sources and loudly peddle a secular conscience in opposition to Catholic science, and they assume both the right and the duty to correct and straighten the consciences of Catholicism, who with blind impetus embrace the daring aspirations of what they vulgarly exalt as science and criticism and progress and civilization. It would certainly be deplored if such men, having abandoned the Church entirely, went to curl up among her declared enemies. But much more weeping is it to see them fallen into such excess of blindness that they nevertheless believed and declared themselves children of the same church. Although, with the done, if not perhaps with words, they cancelled the promise of fidelity which they pronounced in baptism. And thus, lulling themselves in a false tranquility of conscience, they still maintained Christian practices, feed on the sacrosanct flesh of Christ and, What is horrendous, they also go up to the altar of God to offer you the sacrifice. And in the meantime, what they proclaim, this what they do, what they profess with utmost pertinacity, shows that they have lost their faith, and that while they flatter themselves to be still on the ship, they have wrecked miserably. Following the example of our predecessors, who with utmost vigilance and with very strong breasts protected sound doctrine, let us take care that its purity should not be altered, we too recalling the Apostle saying, guard the good deposit, see Timothy chapter 13. We published the decree, Lamentabili, and shortly after the encyclical letters, Pascendi Dominici Gregis, and with very grave words, we admonished the Episcopate that in addition to the remaining of our dispositions, he should watch with utmost attention over the seminaries to prevent damage from being done to the formation of the youth who are educated there in the hope of one day entering the clergy. And we are pleased to say it. All the bishops accepted the warning with a willing heart, and they carry it out with zeal. However, our venerable brothers, you do not ignore our paternal concerns for the repentance of misguided souls, in what way they misguided themselves and have responded. Others with hypocritical lies protested that our words were not for them, with cunning quibbles, trying to escape condemnation. Others, to the great condolences of all the good ones, with insolent audacity, opposed open resistance. Therefore, using the arts of charity in vain, we were finally forced, with the utmost torment of the soul, to fulminate the canonical penalties. With this, we do not cease to pray with the greatest instances to God, Father of lights and mercies, so that he may want to call back the wanderers on the path of justice. And this same, O venerable brothers, we insistently ask that you also do it, very certain that together with us You will make every effort to remove this condition of errors as much as possible. And now moving on to the reason why we have gathered you today. We want, first of all, to make you aware that, having long and with every affection resisted the repeated requests of our beloved son Giuseppe Sebastiano Neto about renouncing the Patriarchate of Lisbon, we have finally accepted this renunciation. The new patriarch, who succeeds him in, in his place, will be immediately designated by us in the decree and the consistorial cards. After that, we have determined to create and proclaim four distinguished personages of SRC cardinals, all for their virtue and for the various offices held proven worthy of being counted in your very large, large college of cardinals. And that was an allocation of St. Pius X delivered in the waning days of Advent, 1907, in the aftermath of his publishing the uh, encyclical letter *Pascendi Dominici Gregis, which took to task the errors of the modernists and corrected them and condemned them. And here he is speaking rather forcefully about these errors and how they are essentially leading to the passion of the church, which is something that should be on our minds in these days. That letter was never translated by the Vatican into English, so I had to use an algorithm to do it, and unfortunately it came out a little bumpy in places. But I think you understood the point that he was making there that those who promoted modernism in the church have functionally left the church, even though they hold offices in the church. They are the infiltrators within. Food for thought for us, especially as we enter Easter. So I hope you found this helpful today. And I hope you found this enlightening and that the understanding of our Lord's passion and how it is connected to everything we see in the church today are connected. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. And As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.